You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Titan Nature's Yellowstone. This is your host, Adam Brubaker. Well, we're here into week two of the new year, and I get to spend some time last week in Yellowstone on snowmobiles with some friends, and it was a good time. I'm not going to update you right now about that. I want to add that into the end of the month. I'm going to be, I'm home this week, and then on this Saturday, I leave for another, another seven days into Yellowstone, and then I'm home for, I think, two days, and then I leave for four more days to Yellowstone. I'll put all those details of the trip and kind of give you the January report at the end of the year. But, you know, I think I was trying to go over different basins and different places that I've talked about in the park, and I'm getting through a lot of them. I've done a lot of them. I think one that I haven't done yet is Black Sand Geyser Basin. And so I figured I'd talk about that. Black Sand Basin is just north of Old Faithful. It's a smaller geyser basin, a small parking lot. And there's a couple ways to get there. You can go straight to the parking lot. There's also a hike that you can do from the Old Faithful area that will take you into Black Sand Geyser Basin. Now, Black Sand Geyser Basin, it gets its name because of the black sand, which is the obsidian that is found in the area. And so basically not, you know, big chunks of obsidian, but it's eroded over time. And you'll actually see this black sand through, well, most of Yellowstone, a lot more on the southern side of Yellowstone than you will see other places. But that's where um, Black Sand gets its name. Now, in this area, it's kind of neat because it's right at the the base of these cliffs. And those cliffs that you're actually seeing when you're in this area from, you know, Biscuit Basin, Black Sand Basin, and Old Faithful, it's actually rhyolite. It's an old lava flow that is kind of the, the backdrop to this area. So it's pretty. Other th- well, let me, let me get into Black Sand in that area. So you pull into the parking lot, and as actually you come into the parking area, there's a couple things off to your right-hand side, and that's where I want to start at. I'm going to start with actually my favorite pool in this area, which is Opalescent Pool. An Opalescent Pool really isn't a pool in itself, I guess you could say. Opalescent is actually, well, I guess it's a pool, but it's, it's from runoff. It doesn't have its own water source. So it actually has, the Opalescent Pool doesn't have its own water source. What happens is there's spouter geyser, which you will also see, and that, that goes pretty frequently. And Spouter Geyser's water is filling an old little crevice, little crater area down there, I guess you could say an imprint. And so that is where the water is coming from for Opalescent Pool. Now, what I like about Opalescent Pool is it's, it's cool. It's runoff, so it's cooler. You get this nice blue color. And because of the water there, these trees around it have died. And so it has this really neat atmosphere to it um, with the blue and the the white ground around it, the dead trees, kind of the river back behind. It's just a really neat, and because it's cooler, it doesn't have as much steam, especially in the wintertime, which is really nice. A lot of these pools, you know, it's cooler out. You get the steam, it's harder to see. That's not always the case with opalescent pool. So great, and it's one I've taken hundreds of pictures of, and I've deleted hundreds of pictures, just haven't got that, that one that I want yet. Moving from opalescent pool, you're, you're kind of still not to the parking area yet, now, there's a sidewalk right there, the path, and you're going to get to Spouter Geyser. And, you know, before I get to Spouter, no, let me talk about Spouter Geyser right now. I'm all all mixed up here. 
Spouter Geyser was first thought to be a perpetual spouter, and that's one name I can't just get a hang of. I always forget that. So a perpetual spouter basically means it's not a real geyser because it's not building up pressure and releasing that pressure. So it's kind of like a hot spring that's always bubbling up. Uh, so that's what it was thought to be, and sometimes it looks like that, just this constant spring of water. And some you'll see that as you go through the park, these areas that, like, is this erupting or is this always going to go that way? So there's a difference between a perpetual spouter and a geyser. And these, I mean, this is another one of those that's, I guess you can say consistent. And I'm not there enough to say, oh, it goes, you know, to record it. But the last real record of it, you know, it could go anywhere from 40 minutes to three hours or more. When it erupts, it'll go about, it can go up to six to eight feet in the air. It's neat. It's one of those neat ones because it's, again, you're close to it. I mean, if you're on the sidewalk, you're just 10 feet away from it, maybe, probably less than. So it's neat. So that one's going all the time. Well, I say all the time. It, when you're there, because of how long it lasts, so when you show up or when I show up, it seems like it's always going. It's something that you can pretty consistently see in the area. So after talking about those two, let me, let me back up a little bit. Black Sand Geyser Basin is a smaller geyser basin. There's no real loop to it. There's kind of an out, and it's, the boardwalk splits two directions. You know, if you walk out a little bit, you go right, go left, which is nice because, you know, this is another one that I'll use, kind of like Biscuit Basin. You're close to Old Faithful, you know, just being able to do a short walk, see some things, or, you know, you, you missed Old Faithful and you're looking for something to do. It's close enough. You can go to Biscuit Basin, or excuse me, Black Sand Basin, walk around, see it, get back from the next eruption. Or one of the things I like to do in the wintertime, or I used to do when I was running snow coach trips, was, you know, watch Old Faithful. Um, it's time for lunch. Go park at um, Black Sand Geyser Basin allows people to eat and then walk around this area as they want to. So I, I like using this one. I probably don't get there in the summer as much as I do other times of the year, just because of how close it is to Old Faithful. So for example, if I get to Old Faithful, we catch it, everything's good. When I'm leaving Old Faithful, I'm usually going north and I'm going to pass it, but it's only, you know, a mile from Old Faithful. And I like to kind of get some ground be between some things. So on my tours, I don't get it as often, but it all depends on the group, you know, especially if it's a small kids and need to be out of the car a lot, or if we're doing the hiking hot springs. So that, that's rambling on. Anyhow, let me get to a couple of these other ones. So I mentioned opalescent, I mentioned spouter. Uh, I'm not going to mention all of them. I mean, this is a small one. I think there's, you know, actually named ones are like 10 to 12. And then they have other ones that don't really have official names, but you know, kind of the numbers with them. The other one I want to mention that I really like in this area is Cliff Geyser. It's there's a kind of a boardwalk that goes out that's right on the edge of the river. And just across the river from you, which this is the Firehole River that flows through here, it's a smaller river, is Cliff Geyser. And there's kind of this this crater here. So there's this kind of this crater right across the river from you. And it's not, not very deep. But what happens is you'll have some minor eruptions, smaller eruptions that occur. And then occasionally this little crater fills to the top. And as it's filling, that's how you know you're getting into what's going to be major eruptions where this water could shoot. And uh, they say up to 40 feet in the air. And then that'll last, um, you know, again, it's an interval of 5 to 15 minutes, I think is what they say. And then it's going to go down. That water is going to drain. And it's going to kind of go in that cycle where, you know, it'll go into the small intervals or, excuse me, small eruptions for a little while. 
and it'll fill and go back into a big eruption. And that one is quite active as well whenever you go there. And even if it's not in a full eruption, you can catch quite a few of these, these smaller eruptions. That's a neat one. And there's uh, a couple different things right there. A couple things right there. I should be more clear. There's a, another pool just off to your left. That's one of the clear ones, just small. That's very active. So, and that's kind of an offshoot. So, and if you kind of continue on the main boardwalk, you're going to pass a couple things. Interesting little, almost looks like a mud puddle off to your left. The water's clear, very shallow, and it looks muddy, but there's this green section in there too, which is, which is neat. As you continue around the boardwalk, you have green spring. And this is another one of those that classified as a geyser. I've never seen it erupt. Um, I don't know anybody that has. I believe the last time it erupted was 2016. And it's, you know, it's a small eruption. It's about two feet high. Bigger hot spring right there. And you know, this one I was doing some a little bit more looking on, and I couldn't find temperatures or depth or anything like that. And from this one, but it's it's hard looking at it like other ones where you can look down into it because you're the boardwalk is even with it, and you're a little further back from it. But that green should give you kind of a clue of how hot it is. You know, it's not gonna be that 190 like a blue, blue spring, you know, maybe closer to 140, 160 degrees right through there. So you have green spring, and then as you Past Green Spring, you're going to pass over or cross over the river, uh, which is the Firehole River. And I like to look down in the river everywhere I cross just to see if I can fish. Sometimes you'll get them right there off the edge of the, the hot springs, the banks. And then this is kind of come up past the river. This is where you kind of have the intersection where you can go right or you can go left. And if you go to the left, you're going to go to Emerald Pool. So Emerald Pool, this one is actually about 140 degrees. Uh, it is not as emerald as it used to be, I guess you could say. It used to be brighter green. It used to be hotter, like other things in the park. The, the temperatures dropped on it. Uh, with this one, it's like a dark green. It's very dark. And the sun has to be just right to really see this. And depending on the conditions, sometimes I won't take people back there if it's you know, really cold or really steamy. Or if it's actually what it is, more if it's cloud covered. Because it just kind of shadows it, makes it this dark pool. Um, I like to go back there when you have some sun on it, you can really see that green. And it's it's dark and it's just different. You know, you don't have you have some orange around it, but you don't have the the color change and the it's it's just different. Like everything in Yellowstone, it's just a little different. Uh, so that's Emerald Spring. And it, right here it actually talks about spiders, wolf spider. I, just, I am trying to think if I've ever seen one in Yellowstone. I know all kinds of people have. I might have once. Um I need to look a look closer, I guess. But I think I've talked about these flies before that um, live on top of the hot springs or right on the edge of it, which then draws in these spiders. So there's a sign right there, Emerald Spring, that, that talks about these spiders. And so then you have Emerald Spring. And then if you go kind of backtrack, is really going out that way. That's the only spring. You backtrack and just off the intersection from where you go from Emerald Pool out the other way. So kind of right there at the intersection is Cinnamon Spouter. That's one that for a while I really didn't. You know, I don't even know if it's labeled as a name there. If it is, I haven't paid attention. So I've watched this and watched it change over the years. But it wasn't until I looked it up recently that I thought, oh, it, you know, that's Cinnamon Spouter. And one of the reasons, actually, the name has changed, but the cinnamon color, the cinnamon name comes from the color around it, kind of some of that orangish red. But the spouter actually came because it's almost nearly consistent. It's kind of always going, but it's not a perpetual spouter. It is considered a geyser. And some of the splashes can reach as high as, as about six feet. I've never seen it that high. I've just seen the small splashes. 
kind of right there in the corner. And I know this one is hot. I've ducked the gun at it and it, you know, the temperature gun. And it seems like we're at like 180, 190 degrees that it was just under boiling. So very hot water right there. And as you kind of go down off on your right hand side, it's kind of hard to differentiate what's what out there. You have a couple springs and some guy, little geysers. I've seen these little geysers out there a couple times. But um, it's before you get to Rainbow Pool or Sunset Lake, if you've ever heard of, and I can't remember if I've mentioned it on here, I think I have, where you have Handkerchief Pool. Now, Handkerchief Pools in this area, you, you can't access it. And, you know, times used to be different where you could walk out there and people would have put these handkerchiefs in it. And the idea is, I guess, what happened is that the handkerchief would actually get sucked down one side. And a minute or so later, it would get shot out another vent. And this changed, I guess, people shoved logs down one side and things got ruined over time. And it kind of quit. It, it disappeared. I think uh, there was some, uh, another small geyser that cut out some gravel that spilled over into it. But um, in recent years, it actually has come back up, not like it used to be. In recent, and I say recent years, so like 1950, it began to reappear. And it just bubbles. And now the, the play on it, it'll, it can reach two to five feet high. And so it is active and it's come back. And if you think about that, you clogs, you know, and actually I believe they went in there and some people kind of unclogged some things and tried to help it as well. And so if you think about that, you know, if you go and you mess with things, you know, you clog it up or you do things, there's still pressure under there. There's still that system that wants to come through, through erosion and through different ways. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. And so anyways, it's, it's come back, and you can see handkerchief pool. Uh, you have handkerchief geyser there as well, which I won't mention. It's one of those It's hard to tell which one it is. But I'll mention Rainbow Pool and Sunset Lake. Again, Rainbow Pool is one that's kind of off. I'll just mention that you, know, you can see it, nice colors, a little distance off. But if you go to the end, I really like Sunset Lake. And again, Sunset Lake is one that has undergone eruptions in the past. It's not something that I have personally seen. It's another small one. I just, for all intents and purposes, it's a pool. What I like is the, the color changes that you get here. You know, from that uh, that yellow, orange, green. And so, I mean, it, it kind of looks like a sunset. Again, it's hard. It's not one you can look down into. You're kind of, the boardwalk is eye level with it. And it's a little far, far back. But just, it's neat colors there. So I definitely, you know, if I was to choose walking around, I wanted to go one place real quick. I'd go out to Sunset, Sunset Lake. And Sunset Lake, uh, it is it is another warm one. It's actually I've seen somebody go out and try to touch it. And I was like, hey, get out of there! It's uh, 160 degrees is what Sunset Lake is. Again, looks like a, a hot spring, but if you get into the technical stuff, it is a, a geyser. And you know where I get some of my information from, from what I don't know, is I use the the book The Geysers of Yellowstone. It's the fifth edition by Scott Bryan, and this is where you get I get a lot of this information about you know, geysers versus hot spring. I also use information on the National Park Service's website, you know, for like the temperatures and things. So I do have some resources that I use. There's some things I just know over time or from watching it. So those are two great resources, especially the geysers of Yellowstone is so nice because Sunset Lake or these other, you know, green spring there, just looking at them, you'd never guess that they were a geyser. So it's pretty neat to think about these things as geysers, you know, and some of them, you may never see erupt. They may be go years without erupting. Some time they either are or were a geyser. Uh, anyway, so I wanted to mention something else. As you go back from Sunset Lake, if you look on your left-hand side, well, you can almost see a, a path in that area. 
and some old boards there. And so this is one of those areas that through time, things have changed where, you know, with the hot springs and things coming up, the boardwalk used to be further out. And they changed the boardwalk and made it further away. And as you watch throughout the park, you will notice those type of things um, in different locations. For example, over at uh, Mud Volcano, you're walking up towards Dragon's Mouth. If you look to your right, you where the old boardwalk was. But that's the basics of, of Black Sand Basin. I'm trying to think if I've missed anything with it. Again, it's a, it's a small geyser basin. You know, something you can do is if you go, I mentioned there's a hike here, and I don't know if I've, I've mentioned this before, this hike. Let me mention a couple others here. So you have, I want to mention going across the street. I mentioned the trail, because if you, go, you take that trail, you're going to end up at Black Sand Pool, out to Punchbowl Spring, and that'll actually take you into Daisy Geyser, which then from there you can kind of get the main trail into Old Faithful or, for that matter, out to Biscuit Basin. A black sand pool is pretty neat. It has kind of it has quite a big runoff. But what I remember about black sand pools, it's kind of offensive in it, and it's another good one. It's a blue one you can look down into, and it every once in a while it bubbles. But the traffic is light. There's not a lot of extra noise. You can almost feel it and hear it as you're just kind of sitting there. It kind of rumbles the ground. And again, this is another hot hot one. Black sand pool is about 194 degrees. So that's just below, you know, five degrees below boiling. I think it does have occasional boiling spouts where you get those surge of hot water. It, you can see that sometimes it comes up, it kind of bubbles. I was talking about that. It's, it's pretty neat there. And then from there, if you go further into Punchbowl Spring, it gets its name. If you look at it, you can kind of tell. I mean, it's, again, that this little crater has this, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the words. You know, it's a crater. It looks like a mini volcano that's sticking out of the ground. And so this is a bowl, I guess you could say. The water's kind of even, well, it gets even with the top of it. It's another hot one. The temp- average temperature on that is close to 197 degrees. So there's a couple neat things there, and that gives you, a, you know, if you have a little bit more time, you want to get out and stretch the legs. It's a great way to do the hike. Again, this, this little black sand geyser basin, it is, it's part of the upper geyser basins. So that would include Old Faithful, Black Sand, and Biscuit Basin. And, you know, let me mention that while I'm talking about it, because it kind of gets confusing. You have up, upper, midway, and lower geyser basin. And so I mentioned that upper geyser basin, which is the Old Faithful area, Biscuit Basin, Black Sand Basin. And it seems weird because it's upper, but it's south. And so sometimes, you know, especially to start with, I always got that backwards. Midway geyser basin is going to be the Grand Prismatic area. and then. The lower geyser basin is going to be like Fireholic Drive, and there's going to be the Fountain Paint Pots area. So that's if you're if you're curious about the upper, lower, midway geyser basins, those are the areas that it's referring to. And then within those, you know, upper, lower, mid or midway, you have these other smaller geyser basins. How it how it works in Yellowstone. So I think that's um, what I have right now for Black Sand Geyser Basin. Again, it's a smaller geyser basin. It's it's definitely worth going to, especially you know, smaller kids and things. Something you know, get out of the car, walk around, but it's fast. Um, where you know some of the bigger ones, they you know might lose their attention on. So that's that's the basics of Black Sand Geyser Basin, and I am I'm looking forward to being in the park this month. And so again, that's going to mean next week is going to be tough. But what I'm going to try to do is actually do an episode why I'm in the hotel room is my goal. I'm going to see if I can pull that off. 
And then at the end of the month, having that update for you on what's going on in January. And then hopefully I'm going to get out in the park in February as well. So again, take take a look at uh, my Facebook and Instagram. I am going to be updating those. I know I said that before. Um, get some new content content on there from this winter. So watch for that. And thanks for tuning in. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to Tied to Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Tied to Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.